0: You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast, sex and relationship advice you can use tonight.
1: Welcome to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Ware, here with my lovely partner, Dr. Jess.
0: Hi there. Before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to Desire Resorts and Spa, And they have a cruise line for their ongoing support of this podcast. Check them out at Desire Experience. Today we have a very special guest. I'm really excited because this guest works in an area of the sexuality field that is far beyond my purview. So I have lots of questions, lots of learning to do. Mkali Hashiki is an erotic empowerment consultant and you teach an erotic Breathwork course.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What does that entail?
2: Oh, so that's a large, that's a big question. Um, basically, the the idea is that um, breath. One of my little catchphrases is that breath is an anchor and a vehicle, and so breath keeps us anchored in our body, but it also moves energy around the body, and it's a really uh, important way to get in contact with and access our erotic energy. And I define erotic as different than sexual, although related. So erotic breath work is really about teaching people particular breath techniques that they can use to deepen their relationship with their with themselves and also to deepen their relationship with the divine, however they define that. And so what's the difference between erotic and sexual to you? So to me, well, I, have, I do a three-part definition um and it's the central the sexual and the erotic to to differentiate between the three so the central is that which is pleasing to or stimulation of any of the senses and the sexual is anything that is pleasing to or stimulation of any of the erogenous zones and or the genitalia with one or more of the following as a goal connection communication or orgasm and then the erotic is that which is stimulation of or pleasing to the soul and the ways that they are connected is that sensuality and sexuality, or the sensual and the sexual, are the most direct routes and the most embodied routes to the soul. So I teach erotic breathwork, but it also does have uh, uses for enhancing sexual intimacy, but that's not the only thing that it's about.
0: And so does this type of breathwork learning and practice affect your daily life?
2: Aside from, you know, the sensual. It's really about, you know, Helping people to be more grounded in their body. Um, I work a lot with uh, folks who, as I say, live in bodies multiply marginalized by the state. And I say that, use that phrase, you know, deliberately as opposed to saying marginalized bodies because that seems very passive and who's marginalizing them now? Mm-hmm. They're actively marginalized by the state. And so for a lot of us, being in our bodies isn't always safe. Being in our bodies can make us feel targeted, and, and we pay the cost of that by not being able to be in our bodies when we want to. So using the breath to remain anchored in the body when you want to be, and then also using that. And, and it does have a, an effect on how you move in the world, how you experience closeness with other people, how you start to think about yourself, how you start to recognize that your body is a sacred vessel. Um, so it just it depends on how much people actually use it after they leave. Right.
0: What does it mean to you to be in your body versus to not be in your body? Because this is a phrase Mm. I think we use as sex educators. You'll hear therapists talk about this. You'll hear anybody who's doing any practice around presence, around mindfulness, around Mm. body pleasure. What does it mean to be in your body?
2: I think what it means to be in your body is to be aware of your not just proprioception where your your limbs are in space that happens to be my favorite word in the English language, but (laughs) Not just to be aware of your body sort of how it moves But also to have an internal awareness of your body and to Feel like your body actually is your own as opposed to I have a, a friend who talks about feeling like she's like that that they have like a head that's just moving this flesh basket around, right? That that they don't actually have a connection to their body. And I think also um, being in your body is to be comfortable, which is a nice goal, but to be aware of all of the different parts, regardless of what your relationship to those parts are. So for example, a lot of my uh, clients, when we do the body scan, where I have them like, tell me what they feel in each part, a lot of them will get to their pelvis and be like, there's nothing there. Like I actually, it's I I have this, you can't see me, I have my head, I have my chest, I have my torso, then there's just a blank spot till they get to their thighs. And uh, for me, as a, a trauma survivor, a burn survivor, my internal sense of my body, I notice that I have blank spots where my burn scars are. So I'm constantly trying to make sure that when I feel like I'm in my body, I'm aware of that I do have burn scars on my limbs and that they become a part of my internal self-image and so when I'm in my body when I'm feeling in my body I'm aware that I have burn scars it doesn't mean that I'm less or that I'm flawed or anything but it's just like an awareness that that is something that actually exists when I'm not in my body um, which usually happens when I'm triggered or feeling anxious or when I fly um Mm. then I I there's a lot happening in my head and it's almost like I'm not aware that I have a body except for the the palpitations in my heart
0: well when you're feeling that sort of anxiety in your mm-hmm. body so for example when you fly I know Brandon
2: doesn't love flying either
1: not my preferred method of transportation no. I do it a lot but I do it
2: a lot too yeah. I'm waiting for like bilocation to become a thing teleportation yeah I'm really
1: flying wrong. at the speed of light previous conversations <laughs> but, but, superpowers anyway
2: but
0: what do you do with your breath to bring yourself into the moment and calm your nerves? Well... For instance, when you're getting on a plane.
2: Okay, so I'll just say, you know, physician, heal thyself. Um, uh, I'm not really good about using the breath when I'm really, really triggered, when I'm outside of my window of tolerance, as we say. Um, but So let's take it to something that's a little bit less triggering. So. Um, you know, I get anxious before I do a workshop or before okay. I speak, right? Um, and so I'll just sort of, what I always do is I check in with my butthole. Is my butthole clenched? I talk a lot about the butthole. Oh, in fact, great. you could you could say my whole, all of my work is just about the breath and the butthole. Everything you, I do.
1: You start with the butthole. That's Seriously. The butthole. Like, yeah. that's actually where you go.
2: Yeah, I'm like, okay. Check in with the butthole. Is the butthole? Oh, my butthole's clenched. Let's take a deep breath. So everybody, I like that. it. I
1: like that.
0: everybody is checking in with their butthole. Oh right yeah. yeah, that's
2: I, that's for one of the first things we do in, in all of my sessions, whether it's a group session or whether it's individual. We check in with the butthole, we check in with the jaw. Yeah. Are they tense? Because you know, they're opposite ends of the same tube, right? So right. you got tension in one or tension in both. Then that tension, you can't see me doing this people, um, that tension transmits itself through the torso. So the best way to try to, Get the torso relaxed so that the rest of the body is relaxed is to relax both ends of the tube.
0: So, do you have a specific strategy for relaxing the butthole, or is it as simple as just relax your butthole? Well,
2: for me, it it is simple as relax your butthole, but um, you know, I modify a lot of my instructions. I've been doing this for 15 years, something like that. So, I modify a lot of my instructions based on the feedback I get from people. So, most recently, I've changed it a little bit. So, I say, you know, check in with your butthole. If it feels clenched, go ahead and relax it. If you're not sure if it's clenched, then you wanna consciously clench it and consciously let it go. And then a, a couple of years ago, somebody was like, I still don't know what you're talking about. So I go, okay, so pretend like you're in a meeting with your boss and you know you have to fart. And it's a really loud fart and you can't let it happen right now because you're asking for a raise. Okay, so you know your butt is clenched. Okay, and then the, the boss leaves and then you can let it go. Okay, so that's, relax. okay, and then if that still doesn't work, Okay, imagine you're on the toilet and you need to take a dump and it's not coming out really easy. You got to give it a little effort So, look and then you relax. Okay, so that's what the relax should feel like.
1: I thought you were going to say, imagine you're out and you're on the street and all of a sudden you got to go. <laughs> and it's like you. you, you there's no choice. Right, you, you can do it in your pants, or you can hold it. Right. So clench and hold it. Clench until, and hold. Now, now think. You are running to the bathroom and release. Th- that's right?
2: that's a good. One. I might. I might you're use poking that a turtle one. head. Don't let that. it
1: out. <laughs> Just you know, hang on and relax. A
0: turtle head. Okay, I haven't heard that there you one. Go. Okay. If I if I Thank allow for Brandon that. to stay on the butthole. We will be on the butthole. Just
1: be a whole episode <laughs> for
0: a long time, and he's going to want to title this episode
2: "The Butthole." Unclenching your butthole. I like it's, where this is going it's already. It's all about the butthole, you know. It's all about one of my the every. All you need in life is a relaxed breath and butthole, you can do everything. I a love rel- that. A relaxed breath and butthole is all you need. Now, the jaw. And the jaw.
0: I tense my jaw. I play with it at all times when I'm sitting on my computer. Mm -hmm. And I remember the dentist telling me, try putting the tip of your tongue on the roof of your mouth Mm -hmm. to relax your jaw. Can you give me some strategies for relaxing my jaw? I just,
2: I tend to do a lot of that or up yawning. Yawning yawning is really good. Okay. Like fake forced yawning. Okay.
0: And then sometimes you can just. Everybody, give a big yawn right now.
2: You think you're fake yawning, and then all of a sudden you're yawning for real. So I do a lot of wiggling around. Okay, so jaw. we begin
0: by unclenching our jaw. Mm-hmm.
2: Unclenching the jaw. And our butthole. Then unclench the butthole, let it be relaxed. And, and then, then we breathe. Do,
0: where do we move with our breath? Can you walk us through a breathing exercise? Sure. We
2: can do, uh, I'll do a little anal breath. Okay. Oh. Yeah, it's called the anal breath.
1: Haven't, haven't. <laughs> take a deep breath with my anus in a while.
2: So what you're going to do is you're going to take your uh, hands and separate your butt cheeks so that you're actually sitting on your sits bones. Like you're trying to kiss the surface of the chair with your butthole. Okay. there we go. I'm getting in there. Okay. <laughs> Get in there.
0: Okay. No, I'm your f- finger's f- f- not supposed to go in
2: there. <laughs> That's later. Okay. <laughs> That's later, later. <laughs> later. And then you, you relax the jaw. I'm wiggling. And then you check in with the butthole. Is it clenched? Okay, relax it. And then you're just gonna take a deep breath in through the nose, and then out through the mouth. And so what's important on this breath is that when you are releasing the breath, you're not, right, you're just, the jaw drops, the breath just comes out. And then what I do is I want to have you remind yourself that you're actually 360 and not a flat 2D thing. So first I have you put your hands on your belly just above your uh, belly button. And just notice if, on your inhale, do your hands move further away from your body? Doesn't have to be a huge motion, but if you look at if you look at my belly right now, you can see that there's just a little bit. They come a little bit closer on the exhale. And if you don't notice any movement, then on an exhale you just press in, relax your hands, and let them get pushed back out. So that's usually easy for people to expand that way. But then you're gonna move your hands to your sides. And same thing, you're just noticing, is there any motion away from your body on the inhale? So you wanna feel your sides expanding. You wanna feel your sides expanding.
0: Because we don't use most of the capacity of right. our the lungs. The lungs come
2: much further down than we think. right? right? And our diaphragm. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I have you do that right above like where your back, your butt meets your back. Put your hands there. And that's the most difficult part for most people is expanding backwards. And again, if you don't feel it, just push in a little bit, relax, and let your body push your hands back out. And this would be great to move from this right into the jumper cable exercise as I call it.
0: And everybody uh, can follow along. Yes. With the jumper cable exercise.
2: Um, this is to connect the energy of the heart and the energy of the genitalia. Now usually if I'm doing this in a longer session I have you do a little jump start of the uh, palm portals first we're gonna we're gonna skip that just go right into it. So the right hand is the uh, hand that gives energy and the left hand is the hand that Receives energy like the jumper cables on your ba- on your battery. This would be the positive, and the left hand would be the negative. So first, you're going to take your right hand and you're going to cup your front genitalia. Oh, and if you if your middle finger is long enough to reach to your butthole or to your perineum, that's great. If it's not, don't worry about it. Then you're going to take your left hand, put it right on your sternum.
0: So our left hand is on our heart. Mm-hmm. Our right hand is cupping the genitalia. As I think and my lot-
1: fingers. On my butthole, and your fingers on
2: your butthole. Mine too. I have a really long <laughs> middle. Finger. So do I, <laughs> and a short perineum. <laughs> so, so then you're just gonna breathe, just like we were doing before, in through the nose, and out through the mouth. And you want these breaths to be nice and easy and relaxed. And listeners, if you notice yourself twitching or jumping, that's completely normal. Don't be alarmed
0: why would we twitch or jump it's energy
2: moving quickly through the body
0: and just keep breathing just keep breathing
2: so i like to do this for uh about five minutes but we're not gonna do that today do it for about five minutes and then have people slowly take their hands away and switch position And then continue to do it for five minutes. And then you're just noticing what comes up for you, what you feel in your body, what you notice. Um, And then we have a little discussion about that. This is an exercise that I also give individual clients um, after our first session. And we choose the hand position based on what came up. Because maybe they need to bring energy from the genitals to the heart. Or maybe they need to bring energy from the heart down to the genitalia. There's no real way of knowing this. When I'm teaching the... um, Erotic breathwork uh, cyber course. Um, I have people choose for themselves, and then the the home exercise is to do it that w- do it one way the first week, and then do it the other way the next week, and see what feels more right to the body. Do
1: people s- sorry to interrupt, but what do people? What's the typical response that you'll hear after having had done this for five minutes or five days? Like, what do, what do people expect?
2: Um, it's very very individualized, and I try not to lead the witness. Um, but some of the things people notice is one way feels easier or one way they actually can feel the energy moving and the other way they don't really feel the energy moving. Um, I know when I'm doing it, if I have my, it's usually with my right hand uh, on my heart and my left hand on my genitalia, I can actually feel, you know, my vulva swelling, um, and start to feel a pulse there in a way that I didn't feel before I did the exercise. and it just sort of makes me more aware of my genitalia. I think because, in this in Western society, we have so many issues with our pelvis that there's a lot of, um, a lot of numbness, a lot of uh, a lack of awareness, which makes it hard to access our sexual energy, our creative energy our life force, all of those things that sit in the pelvis. So this is just like, oh, I wanna bring some more awareness down there and feel like I'm really connected to that part of my body.
0: You know, for people with vulvas, and I can't speak for people with penises, there is a a warmth and a safety, and I think a feeling of comfort with just cupping your vulva. Mm -hmm. And so on one hand, there's a sexual piece because so many of us get off by cupping and rubbing and grinding mm-hmm. but it also can be entirely not sexual
2: yes just be it, sensual like being hold, held in a way that you don't really
0: get held exactly it's like wearing a weighted blanket's you mm-hmm. know folks who experience anxiety or folks who just like the feeling of physical safety and confinement around them, we, we like the weight of a blanket our, on our bodies. And if you're not familiar with weighted blankets, they're often made with the little plastic beads that they used to put in old dolls for mm. kids to play with. And I, I have one, uh, and uh, it makes me just feel grounded to have one on top of me, like you know if you like a heavy comforter or you like to put pillows on yourself, a small weighted blanket even over your pelvic region, Mm. or your chest can help you to sleep. I know that it helps me, there are other people in my family who use it. And I don't use it specifically for anxiety, I use it for sleep. But cupping the vulva creates a similar sensation. And in a world Mm. where we ignore this body part, I'll tell you for example, folks who conduct body scans in a yoga class or another class that's helping you to feel a bit more connected to your body, even if it's not about energy. They'll skip right over the yeah. pelvis. They'll right? skip right over it. They want you to feel the tip of your pinky finger. They want you to feel the earlobe and really pay attention. And there's huge value in that. like right. a, a body scan, if you're not familiar with a, a body scan and you'd like to be led through one, go back to the interview with Amina Peterson who walks us through one. But And she doesn't skip the pelvis mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. as a, a tantra instructor or mm-hmm. tantra leader. But... I see this in, in classes all the time where they skip over the pelvis and what is the message that we're reinforcing?
2: That there's something wrong with mm-hmm. that part of our body mm-hmm. and then we wonder why so many people have unhappy sex lives or have negative self images or you know, feel really uncomfortable uh, during sex or can't let themselves ask for what they want and can't let themselves say no to what they don't want. Mm-hmm. Like we have this very, uh, I hesitate to use the word broken, but there's been a disconnect for so many of us, and, and society re, really reinforces that disconnect, and it's not, it's not good,
0: it's right. not good. And it feels like such a good investment in yourself just to be in your body. So I know there are folks listening who will feel that the notion of moving energy throughout the body is really resonating with them. And I know there are folks who will also maybe not feel like that's mm-hmm. something that appeals to them. And I think just a reminder that regardless of where you fall on the spectrum, I think that an exercise like this for five minutes just to touch your body in a way that you almost never touch it, hand firmly over the heart Mm -hmm. and hand over your pelvic region is going to help you to understand at least how you feel in your body, even if it's not an energetic experience for Mm -hmm. some folks. Mm -hmm. There's the physical, mindful experience of being in our bodies because we really move through the world without being mindful of our bodies. As you said, we're mindful that we don't bump into people. Right. Some of us are mindful of other people's <laughs> space. Other people are less mindful of other, of other they'll, they'll <laughs> spread all over the place. Right. But just to feel what your skin feels like, I think about it right now, am I aware of my fingertips? Mm-hmm. When's the last time I took the time to be aware of my fingertips? And then people come and they want these quick solutions like, "Oh, uh, Dr. Jess, I want to learn about full body orgasms."
2: Right. But first we have to start with just knowing what the body feels like before we can, you know, what is it? Crawl before you crawl before you walk. But I yeah. also think that that the one of the benefits of this mm-hmm. exercise and the body scan I also have mb3 uh 3s on my website of oh, body scan. could you
0: tell us your website where they It is
2: fierce passions. Com.
0: Fiercepassions.com mm-hmm. for a full body scan. It'll probably be better than just listening to the episode I referenced because I was kind of talking in it. So yeah. just a, if you'd like to be guided ones, through yeah. a body scan, what a great They're way about to start your
2: day. They're about 13 minutes, and you can choose between one that goes from the head to the feet or one that goes from the feet to the head. We really need that.
1: I, I do. And I think listening to your description of... Energy and I mean, if I had to be completely honest, I don't. I don't know. It's not that I don't know how much I believe in it, but it's more like I don't know what I'm supposed to feel. So when Whatever somebody feels yeah, but but and that's it, right? Because I think right. we're taught like energy. When somebody says the transference of energy, I think okay, I should feel a current. Do right. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. but I don't. Yeah, yeah. So I think immediately as I'm doing this exercise that we just did, I feel. Um, my hands the coldness I'm aware of these sensations but I'm expecting to feel like a flow from my left arm Mm. to my right but what I've noticed is that when I've spent the time I become I'm first of all when I'm finished that breathing exercise I'm more relaxed Mm -hmm. and you know over time I've started to reap some of the benefits of that and I guess to me that would be the energy that you're like that's how I would describe Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. right as opposed to I don't feel a current moving <laughs> anything around.
2: Well, I think, I think also it's, it, it's important and what I try to tell people is like, so when we're doing the exercise in, in the session, you may or may not feel anything, right? And, and, and whatever it, whatever you feel, then we also have to think of what, is, what do we mean by feel? So when I'm doing the body scan, I go into what feel, feel could be a sensation it could be an emotion, it could be a color, it could be a shape, it could be a sound, it could be anything. It's very individualized. So, I, But I think a lot of times in this sort of like neo-woo thing, people have this very like, oh, you have to feel a current and it's blue here and then it's red here. But it's really very inv- individualized and by each body has its own language, right? And so the one of the purposes of the body scan in this exercise is to find out what your body's language is maybe your body only speaks to you in colors maybe you never feel a flow but you know, when you relax you notice that your head feels green and your knee feels orange but you know if your knee feels yellow that means that something's not right or maybe you only your body talks to you in sound so when you really tune into your pelvis you feel an oh you, you know you never know it's very very individualized
1: But bringing these things to light like for me the body scan I just visualize this laser beam kind of scrolling over my body but when people say oh you'll feel a blockage or this or that I have noticed because I have some recurring chronic injuries where I'm like yeah when I pay attention to my body when I get to my neck I'm I do feel tension there when I go about the day though I'm just like oh you know it's just this is bugging me I'm uncomfortable but when I take the time to actually focus in on it I'm like oh yeah no 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 I do feel like this knotted tension mm-hmm. and it's more about bringing awareness to it you know then i think oh i'm gonna you know mindfully send blood there and 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 <laughs> you know help it regenerate itself and although that may sound silly i think it's more just when i'm focused on that area of tension i can focus on relaxing it, yes which yes. inevitably helps to release that tension.
2: Yeah, if you can't identify where the tension is, then you can't work on relaxing it. And I think people who are reticent to
0: move into this area or try something like this, I think it has to do partly with a fear of being vulnerable. Because the notion of putting your hand on your pelvis, your finger on your butthole, your hand on your heart, and lying there and breathing for five minutes some people will kind of just laugh at that and be Mm -hmm. like oh i don't need that woo woo stuff but i challenge you to try it and just see how your body responds because i have been blown away you know i come from this more like a science background and tend to think of i have a tendency to have my default setting of thinking of things in more black and white Mm -hmm. a plus b equals c Mm -hmm. but when i have engaged in these types of exercises the activities you offer in your online course Mm -hmm. i'm always surprised at the way my body responds you know i had a response last year at a conference where i just i started crying Mm -hmm. and it didn't stop and Mm -hmm. i was embarrassed because that's not my public persona but i felt something that clearly i needed to feel and my body needed this response, and so this first exercise you called it the I call
2: it the jumper cable. The exercise. jumper cable, I
0: love it. Yeah, is, is a place to start. But if people want to try that on your own, mm-hmm. because everybody can try that, and then there are the folks who are gonna who are gonna want to dig a little deeper, mm-hmm. and they can sign up for your online course. Yes,
2: I have um, recently. Uh, so I've done the anal, so the three breaths that I teach to that work together are the anal breath, the charging breath, and the big draw. Um, the anal breath can be used by itself and so I have a mini course of just the anal breath and then I have the course of all three of them together um, and that's I prefer to be able to see people that I'm teaching so I do a lot of like in real time but online courses cool. but I know for some people um, being able to move at their own pace is more relaxing and and that they're a little distracted if they're around other people so I'm offering um, the e-course. Um, I do the uh, uses of the erotic in the time of resistance, cyber course, I call them cyber courses, to differentiate between those and e-courses. I do that you know several times a year. Um, and that's in real time, but we meet online like five weekends in a row. So there's
0: a support. Yeah, so that there's support
2: if that is beneficial for you. One of the things I do want to mention, um, as I'm on my own, Trauma journey. Uh, I mentioned being a burn survivor, um, and I, I listen a lot. I'm I'm open to hearing uh, feedback and information from folks who are more versed in understanding different types of trauma. And one of the things that I'm I've been hearing people talk about is how. This notion of mindfulness, or you just need to be mindful, you just need to erase, you know, calm down your brain, can actually be really triggering for some survivors of trauma. So, you know, this doesn't work for, it's not a blanket thing for everyone. And again, it's just listen to your body. If this makes you feel worse, then don't do it.
0: Right, you're the expert in you're your the own expert body, in your body, right? And there's nobody who can tell you—not a doctor, not a therapist, mm-hmm. uh, not any spiritual practitioner—you know what's going right. on in your body. So I encourage people to number one, well, relax that bubble. Relax the butt hole. <laughs> Number two, try the jumper cable exercise, especially if you're a skeptic. Yeah. It, I think that the people who are going to do it are, you know, going to latch on and probably take a look at the courses. But if you're a skeptic, I challenge you to push through that skepticism because it's in that zone of discomfort mm-hmm. where you grow where you thrive. So we're going to link to your website if people want to check out your e-courses as well. Mm-hmm. There's a series on there. I highly encourage you to go to the website and check out the body scan activity because that can be a life changer. I think yeah. I feel like it's a, it's like going to the gym or other things that people do meditating that are healthy for them. So if you can start your week once a week even.
2: Even once a week. I mean like three times a week would be better, <laughs> but once a week and you can do the, you can choose whether the way I like to say it, if you're gonna do it at the end of your day, then you want to do from the head down, to sort of like,
0: oh, interesting, bring
2: you down. If you're not bring you down, like, depress you, but like bring <laughs> you down. Um, and if you're gonna do it at the beginning of your day, then do from the feet up to sort of wake you up and bring the blood back. You know, uh, focusing on your brain before you have to get out there and move with people, like, That's really coffee, like coffee, like energy coffee. I feel like
1: I could have used that foot to head scan this
2: morning man was I out of it it's really really useful at the beginning of the day so be
0: sure to check out the website fiercepassions.com yes. thank you so much for chatting thank with you. us this was really eye opening for me much appreciated thanks babe for being here thank you to you for listening I hope you're feeling great you are great we'll be back next Friday with a new episode